Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about food as we discuss the last week in our series entitled Extreme Hospitality. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair, preaching in the armchair today on this afternoon, Tuesday afternoon. A little later than we usually meet. A little later than we usually meet. We, we had a, a memorial service this, uh, this morning, mm-hmm. uh, both of us were involved in, and uh, very moving, very moving service. Um, a lot of heart, a lot lo- of heart to that. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we've talked about this, we've talked about funeral services before and memorial services and, and the ones that are more difficult and ones that are easier and... You know, actually, before uh, when we were going, you and I were going into another meeting from that service. So our modern worship director asked me, she said, "How do you guys do so many memorials, or how many just do so many of these?" Because we're in a season right now. We're doing a lot we're doing of a them, a lot right now. And and there and it ebbs and flows. We've had seasons here where that's happened. And I said, you know, there are easier funeral services than others. And there are more difficult ones. For me, the easier ones are the ones like the one we had today. You know that they're belie- they're a believer. There's lots of love in the family. Friend, everybody's going up to support, and then lots of them are wanting to. You have to limit the number of people who can speak. Yes, yes, because it is a because we talk about this, and, and it's not cliche. It is a celebration of the person's life and a witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When both of those things happen really well, it's not easy, but it's. M- uh, more enriching. Yeah. I think that's probably the way I would put it. The harder ones are actually the ones where there's less work, I think, where you're going in, you don't really know the family, you don't really know the yeah. what's going on. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. When, you, when you're going into those services, you have kind of a standard set of lines, you know, you just pull from the archives. Yeah. Know. But it's harder because the theological angst is more profound it's more it's it it is more uh, meaningful i think to us um when we have great confidence in where the person was uh, spiritually um it does we can't we can we can still say things that um but we rely on the confidence of others uh to speak to that person's inner realities yeah their their faith and and their commitment to christ and all that yeah Uh, yeah and that that's what makes for me that's what makes it more or less difficult, um, or more or less enriching. And, and, uh, this was, this was an enriching time and followed by, uh, a pretty, pretty big spread. They, they had, oh, yeah. they put out a spread a and, big party. and we talked about food this week in our messages. And, you know, I think it's a, a fun, um, you had 20 grapes and you had all those, all those grapes, grapes were, man, all that food there's right there. You missed it all, man. Cause I, I did the thing and we'll talk about my message. <laughs> and I did the thing that I said in my message and you shouldn't do is skip lunch. And, um, I thought I was going to have lunch. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to be a better steward of what I eat. And, but that means you have to be a lot more, you got to be a better planner. For what it, you eat, and it so is harder to it's, eat. It's well. harder. It's harder to eat well. But w- desert island, you're thinking through your final set yeah. of meals. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're taking with you to say if if I'm going out, this is the meal I'm putting I'm putting aside. So I was a little mix, a little uh, 
You know, somebody asked us this one time and made the observation afterwards. A group of men and women asked the same question, Desert Island. Most men pick meat. Mm. Most women pick seafood. Well, if you're on a desert island, the seafood's easier. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. I guess mag- in, the, in, the, in the scenario, yes, right. In the scenario, magically a cow is going to appear. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I had a, a sort of a surf and turf answer for, for mine. I still have a surf and turf answer, but uh, but uh, until about, until we tri- took the trip to Alaska, I would have said Alaskan king crab legs mm. as the uh, as the as the uh, the surf part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had Dungeness crabs on that mm. trip. I don't yeah. know if you had that. Yeah, yeah. Before, we did when it, we were in we were in Alaska. Was, I had that too. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what they put in it, but I was like, "Whoa, this yeah. is amazing!" It's been yeah. a long time since I had them, um, but that was that was absolutely delicious. And then some type of you know fillet mignon or something like that. So yeah. a steak, really a steak and 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 um, not lobster, steak and uh, and crab. Oh yeah, yeah. See me, I it really depends on if I know that I if I if I know I'm definitely that's the end and this is the last meal, then I'm probably going back to the meat well, which I haven't <laughs> been on in a long time because I do. What I do, will you get in that that meat well? Uh, uh, any, any, yeah, you could put anything, steak, whatever, ribeye, I don't know. But if I'm, you know, if I'm thinking there's a possibility I might survive this thing and I don't want my stomach torn yeah, up deal from with it, it afterwards, yeah. yeah, then I'm probably going to go with my, uh, my wife makes a lasagna that I could eat, a, I could eat pans of that stuff, man. I just, I could eat a pan, I mean, all the time. Anything um, special about it? Is it? Uh, she, she just does it exceedingly well. She makes it with like, meatless meat crumblers that mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference and and it's less greasy than normal lasagna because it doesn't have the animal fat in it um and so I can I I tell myself I can eat more of it um, <laughs> which I probably could eat more of it if you're comparing the two and then her then she makes homemade mac and cheese I've heard you talk about that homemade mac she and cheese before. She makes an incredible... I talk about it every Thanksgiving because she makes it every Thanksgiving and she makes me an extra pan of it um, just so she ensures that I'll have at were least... You, were you the lobster mac and cheese? I Was love that you? lobster you mac and cheese. You were the lobster, I love lobster mac and lobster cheese. Mac. Her, hers does not have lobster and it doesn't need it, but uh, she uses like four different types of cheese and it's just so good. So good. It's making me hungry because I skipped lunch and I've had 20, 20 <laughs> grapes. Whose idea was it to talk as about food? It was right my, my idea. <laughs> As of uh, three o'clock on a Tuesday, I've had 20, 20 grapes so far. Uh, I, I will correct that after we're done. I'll have a, a little uh, little lunch, and then um, got the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce dinner tonight. And they usually feed us pretty pretty well at the big Lake, oh, Lakeland nice. Lakeland Chamber banquet this evening. So um, enough of that. Yes. Except that we're continuing to talk about food, and I bring up the last meal thing because I one of the th- things I talked about in my message this week was that the the uh, YouTube channel mythical kitchen and they had never a, heard of it i never said it i had never heard of it until i googled it uh, or until i was googling these historic how meals. fascinating to recreate these oh man know, f- final meals it, from the titanic and yeah it was like a black you know like it's this is the this is the the good and the bad of the internet all right so the good part of the internet is you can learn all these cool things. The bad is you, you get so down fascinated. Yeah. yeah, you get sucked into it. But this channel also has a series called Last Meals where they bring in famous people and they ask them, you know, like what what would be their last meal? And then they make it. Then they, then they make it. And then people joke like, what, you, what is going to happen right after I eat this meal? Like, <laughs> yeah. but we I'm talk- not sure if I want to eat this. <laughs> but we talked about food, and you opened up with a great story about um, – you know, a very recent trip you guys had to, to Northern California, actually yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- that the meal was not just the food. 
Yeah. That the meal yeah. was the camaraderie, right? Yeah, and the food was great. It was delicious, um, except the beats. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I sit out. And, and, I was trying and, to, and the I, online service is like, you know what's good? You know what's good about beats? That's a yeah. question I ask everybody. You know what's good? And the in person said, so you know what's good about beats? And I said, beats me. And I yeah. okay, dad joke number 20. <laughs> we would say it has a pretty big, in my family, we would say beats play a pretty big role in the the tv show the office that's about the only thing that's good oh, about okay. Beats. Yeah, so okay. yeah that's big, yeah. that's that's yeah. about uh, the, and the i bequeath all my beats to them then. yeah and, uh, nice. yes we had sliced we had multiple uh, like three different types of beats i don't know I that i've ever had beats before i really don't think i uh, have yeah. i'm yeah. not missing out you're not well some people love them i mean you might eat them and just think this is the best thing I in the world imagine. But, uh, they look terrible to me but yeah they don't yeah. watch I, watch, I, watch tonight there's going to be a beet beets salad or house. something yeah yeah. The, yeah that's right lake and chamber what are we like, feeding beets beet that's salad like, beet salad yeah yeah even even in russia we had borscht which is yeah. made made from beets and i was like yeah, seriously, just too too earthy. For that's me. how I feel about like Brussels sprouts. That's how I feel about those. Yeah, Brussels sprouts. I feel now, the same way. I know that I know they southern. can be de- they can be they can be decorated up to. I've heard get that, that. I've get heard that, the... but I can't get past it. It's like I can't <laughs> get past it. Rutabagas. But the you name. know, it was funny to me. You know, turnips. Those are the other ones. The turnips. They're not made yeah, no. for. They're not real. No, no. It's 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 proof that God has a sense of humor <laughs> and that He wants to test our trust in Him. Right. So we when you when we outlined this sermon series when you outlined this sermon series and you put this out we actually did some rearranging of it to land which is an interesting landing point i think some people would have and i think rightly so thought reverse last week and this week because worship is a much of a bigger umbrella which is how you originally had the series we reversed it because we realized the series was going to land on a communion sunday yeah and what a great illustration it was a great it was a great tie and a great tie-in um and and we had a food drive and we had a mini food food drive drive. so it was a a double tie-in yeah yeah but i when i when we read this i you know it made it was at one time At the same time for me, both a head scratcher and also an aha moment when I was even reading the series out. I'm like, yeah, wow, this is like so. And then going through the scriptures, how how did you approach this from the the big picture of the series, Mm -hmm. the concept of food and hospitality being so so intertwined from at a spiritual level? Yeah, I I thought you did it. I thought you did a really great. Explanation of it at, at, at spending time at that spiritual level and just sort of unpacking what you know the food as the great equalizer. I think I might have had one line in there. Mm-hmm. You actually sat sat with that, and it was that idea that I had more of that in my mind as I was designing it. That mm-hmm. we would spend time talking about food as the great equalizer. I actually had a student at Kenyon College one time interview me about food. Oh wow! The very thought topic of this week said, "How is food spiritual in the sense that you know mm-hmm. that it's and, and the way that it is um, incorporated into the life of the church?" And I had that. That rumbling around in my yeah. mind at, the, at, at this as well, but it was really that 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 almost the theoretical as well as the spiritual, um, and then the and then the the different examples of that, uh, and the different examples of meals and the ways food is used in scripture. So all that was was there. I ended up being a, a little more practical, a little a little more storytelling in in, in my yeah. mind. And I did say food is spiritual and it's hospitable, but it was hospitable in a very practical way. Yeah, you sit down and eat eat a meal together. So. Uh, so I, I didn't spend as much time at that theoretical as I thought I was going to. Well, and to me, what was so going back? This is one of those uh, we talked about. We've talked about this before that there's some sermons that kind of sneak up on you. You know, you're like you're not really sure what you're going to do with it, or you kind of have an idea, but then you're like you're not really sh- you know, am I really going to go that direction yeah. or not that direction? And and for me, when I was able to see the two sides of of the food 
you know, for me, what is the theolo- the spiritual component of food and 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 the the kind of the aha moment for me was like that tie back to Genesis one. You know, when I because and I've said this many many times. You know, Genesis is my favorite book of the Bible because you can tie everything back to Genesis. And when you look at the very first statements that God makes to humanity after creation, He gives them a job to do and He gives them food to eat. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I love that. that was, man, that was... how crazy is that? And then the the story of Mephibosheth is 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 probably one of those sneaky stories in the Bible. I mean, there's a lot with David that are sneaky stories. Mm-hmm. You know, these like they come up and they kind of smack you in the face with its profundity, you know, and this is one of them. When you think about how how unworthy Mephibosheth is to be at the king's table and, and so many levels. One, he's the his former enemy's grandson. Now, he is his friend's son, which yeah. I mentioned, you mentioned it, mm-hmm. but the tie to Saul actually is more... It is more uh, is given more uh, ink in the actual text. You know, he talks about the son of J- Jonathan, but he, but he, 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 it's really about Saul. He goes back to Saul and just how and countercultural it, that was, how extreme. I mean, I didn't, I didn't use that word extreme in that but case, it was, but it was yeah. very extreme. And yet, and yet so was killing the messenger who told David about the death of Saul, yes. who, who did a mercy oh, killing so for, for Saul. Talk know, about so, cutting room floor. Like, yeah, type so, stuff, yeah. So there's a whole subtext that neither one of us went to, which was, which was David's reverence for the, the anointed king of, yeah. uh, of Israel. And you must show respect reverence. for that no matter what. Yeah. And so he, even not, though, not, even not even taking you, revenge on, I mean, David doesn't take revenge on Saul when he has the chance. He kills the messenger. I mean, that that yeah. There's tons of stuff there. And you alluded to um, to um, the king wanted to kill David at least three times. At least three times. At least three times. So, yeah. and I think I had a th- one sentence in mm-hmm. there that said yeah, yeah, yeah. Saul and David were at odds. Saul yeah. wanted Saul wanted David dead. Because mm-hmm. He was envious envious of Saul. But that's a whole theme that neither one of us really, really we could have into, could yeah. have developed because that that leads into what you were talking about, which is the the uh, the 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 unique nature of David's desire to honor Saul, yeah. his friendship with Jonathan, which in, intensifies that desire to honor Saul, because now you're honoring Saul as the king, the anointed mm-hmm. king, and then honoring the son who is his, who is his friend, his dear friend, and so uh, so so then you then that leads into this whole this old episode, and not and, and also one of the things I I wrestled with is because I knew I had to. We had so many things going on Mm -hmm. going on on Sunday, and we were still long uh, longer than usual, even longer than a usual communion Communion Sunday. Sunday, Um, But the 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 idea that said that Mephibosheth will will sit at the king's table, he'll he'll always be at the king's table, just like one of the king's son. I'm glad you put that extra verse in there. Uh, But what happened just before that was was uh, Ziba was told that he and his children and the servants would work the land to provide food for Jonathan's son. But the king's going to have him at his table. Yeah. So like, where is that? Yeah. Like, which one is it? Is, yeah. is it Mephibosheth's table or the king's table, yeah. or is that one and the same? Yeah. So I, I just left that alone. Basically. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't touch on to, on that. And it was one. You know, we talk about cutting room floor stuff. And then there was stuff. Something happened Sunday. Doesn't happen a whole lot. Which is, I had something on the cutting room floor and decided to put it back in there at the last minute. Which was the the allusion to, and I didn't go into it, but I did have more. Was the the reference to Psalm twenty three five, which is you prepare uh, a table yeah, before yeah. me in the presence of my, my enemies. enemies, and I'm thinking, well, that's where that was Mephibosheth's position. I mean, even and again, 
I, I, I had a, a lot of things I wanted to say but didn't say about the unworthiness of Mephibosheth, the, the, the fact that we both talked about it just very briefly that he was physically kind of uh, Crippled, disabled. Yeah. He had been, he had been, been Injured, lame. Yeah. He had had an injury and, and was lame. So he didn't have anything to offer. Like he was he, – you know, he, he, he couldn't even say with all sincerity – like he said that I'm the king's servant. But with all sincerity, what is he going to do? Like yeah. he can't fight for the king. He can't. He can't. He can't. You know, be. You know, serve at the king's table. He can eat. That all he can do is be in the presence of the king. That's it. You alluded to it. Though. I did, but yeah, there was yeah. so much gospel uh, there. There right? is I mean, gospel. So much the that, next time we can. Yeah. Next time we'll just do. We'll just, just do just this do story. That, yeah, and I and just we'll just say there's the there's the gospel in miniature. Yeah, so great. Undeserving, and, unworthy, yeah. enemy of God, and yet everything, all that crumbles down, and yeah. and he is he is accepted. Yeah. Yeah, and that was two. We had two stories, and both of us presented it as two stories. I mean, yeah. we didn't try to unnecessarily create, you know, tie ins, allegorical tie-ins, which I've heard people do that with when they're trying to do a New Testament, Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Except for food is basically a centerpiece of the the mm-hmm. the. the Imagery that yeah. When you started into the when you started into the second story, which for you was the uh, yeah, we we, we we reversed stories and 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 you said your lead into it was and food can also be an act of care. Yeah, I was like, well, we 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 didn't talk to each other. No, but but it's there. It's there, and we're saying the same thing because it 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 is the same thing. Yeah, is an act of care. And we just reversed the order. You started with acts, and I ended with acts, and and that story. there's a, I mean, this is the thing about the book of Acts, especially the latter half of the book of Acts, because the latter half of the book of Acts definitely has a tonal shift. There's a lot more first person in that. You know, Luke puts himself in the story. He was obviously on the ship mm-hmm. that was taken. I mean, that's that. there's a whole yeah, yeah. mind thing yeah. that's going on there. So when you're reading that— And all, and all the other details around the shipwreck, the survival, the, yeah. the snake bite, the, you know, the, everything yeah, you, that goes— you, in. you talked—and uh, I, I, I love that you talked about some of the other, like— how how severe the 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 storm was. I mean, fourteen the, days, the fourteen days lashing the the hull together with ropes, yeah, which I yeah, didn't mention yeah. that little detail. Well, I I think about this. I I can't remember if I said it online or in person. I know I said it in person. Was just today we have modern meteorological tools. Mm-hmm. So they would have seen that there was a hurricane coming. They could have avoided that. Yeah. Um, a. Yeah. B. I don't know what our ship shipbuilding is today versus versus then, but um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near near this near this storm here. They probably could have avoided this altogether. Yeah. If well, it was modern day, modern day. And again, a cutting room floor. Actually, Paul told them not to go out to sea. If you go back in the story, when when he's he told he told them to drop anchor earlier and say let's winter here. Yeah, because like, they're on the. The, 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 the lead of Creed or whatever. The, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know the the the, the terms there, yeah, but yeah. you had the they were on. Uh, was it Crete that they were on Crete? Crete and Fair Fairhaven. Yeah, and he was trying to tell them, look, we're not going to make it. Uh, the the ship's going to be lost if we go now. Let's 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 winter here and then then head on to Rome. And he actually has a little "I told you so" moment in the later <laughs> while they're. I told you this is going to happen, but guess what? We're not going to die. I also didn't say much about um, uh, what, you, and you just mentioned it briefly that um, Paul had a, an, an amazing amount of uh, voice mm-hmm. into the leadership on yeah, board that did. ship. He had an amazing amount of influence of the people, which on that is crazy ship. when you think about the fact that he's, he's the station. The station is that he's a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. But it speaks to one his reputation because there were times when Paul was a prisoner, 
but somehow he ended up, you know, in 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 a governor's house, you know, in yeah. prison in a governor's house, or you know, they were give, you know, not not, all, not, not, just, all, not all prisoners are created equal. Look yeah. at Joseph. <laughs> yeah, and not all prisons are created equal. And and Paul had, Paul Paul, you know, definitely ran the gamut of pretty nasty prison situations to house Luke, house arrest, yeah. basically, right? And and uh, so there's a lot of detail there. But in the middle of this story, you get this this food scene, or towards the end of the story, you get this food scene. So, mm-hmm. you know, what was the what was the turning point for you in that story? Uh, you know, as you're thinking through all the different elements that that Paul says there. I mean, he 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 calls the prisoners together. He calls the the sailors together. Tells them they haven't eaten anything, you know. Then he then he says we need to eat something. Um, what was that? What was the thing that really was like? This jumps off the page. Yeah, to you? I, I think it was just the the intensity of two weeks of of uncertainty whether they're going to survive, mm-hmm. and then it's like a boom, boom, boom. It's the you need to eat. Here's some food. Mm-hmm. They eat, and they survive. Yeah. And the story progresses pretty quickly at that point. Yeah, they they. I mean, I mean, it's it's not it's not the the ideal situation for survival. Ideal situation would be pulled into a harbor and everything yeah. is fine. But still, they 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 survive. So that that really, you know, that, that, that after all they've been through, the intensity of it, and then food was right there in the middle of it. So almost like the food was itself was the turning point in the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I look at that story as being so earthy in so many ways. You know, so like there's just and I think. Part of it is that that shift to fir- to more first person style with mm. with Luke talking about we and you know us and uh, it really does kind of put you like right in the on the deck right there and the the, the and I and I mentioned this in the message but the word that he uses like that that word for sal- you know for salvation the strength this will be your strength and then what you did with it was was as great was you you resolved it all the way. To the shore, and I, I kind of just left it, you know, with the meal, yeah. but um, that he would say it with such confidence in light of the vision that he had. There's so much faith there. We so, well, oh, he was given an angelic vision, but if I'm having visions after 14 days and no food, I'm questioning the validity yeah, yeah, of those a, visions. Yeah, that's but a he, hallucination, not yeah, a vision. Yeah, he did not question that, right? And, yeah. and so he had that that confidence in the the. The provision of God, even in that meal, what that meal signified to you. So, 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 can you think back to a time when uh, you're having food mm-hmm. with with a or a group of Christians, mm-hmm. and there's something transcendent about the the meal itself, mm-hmm. where the, it was the the fact that these are Christians, your hearts are pulsating with that kind of praise for God, and you're you're having a meal together, where that became something pretty pretty special. Yeah, I, you know, I there's a couple of times. I, I think the one that is jumping to my mind right now is probably um, the f- so I led several mission trips uh, when mm. I was in my former church, uh, adult mission trips to uh, work in uh, Jamaica, and uh, one of the things that the mission organization, the the, the receiving sending organization that uh, was kind of organizing the trip and had and had long-term relationships with these communities one of their their one of their goals was that they would not only do this work you know which in that case was you know it, it's your typical short-term mission work type project it's help an orphanage it's go build 
uh, I think we were building a, a wing for a Church, school for the school, deaf. I think yeah. it was a school for the deaf. Do a children's um, program. Maybe. Doing a children's program there. But one of the things that they did always in addition to that was to try to help the local economy by putting up their resi- putting up their short-term mission workers and their long-term mission workers up in hotels or whatever that were run by in that case, Jamaicans. And I worked with them in, in the Bahamas. I worked with them in Mexico. So we weren't, we never stayed in like, you know, these resort type places, you know, these were like, these were like, you know, they were locals. And, and, uh, I remember there was every single meal we had in the evening, we all would come back from the the work state, you know, work uh, time, haven't eaten, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch or whatever, and just really being hungry. And we'd have, uh, we'd all eat together and then we'd spend all this time. I mean, and we, it was slow and it was, it was, um, and we would eat with, with the family the, style. The fam- well, we, and then we eat with the family that owned the, the, mm, the hotel. Nice. And so we got to know them and, and, uh, we would, you know, eat and they would prepare this food. So it was all Jamaican food. I'm talking like goat meat and the whole, I mean, the whole nine yards, guys, and, and stuff that I'm looking at, and I'm like, I don't know if I to eat that, but I'm going to eat that because I'm with, and this is before I stopped eating other meat, so this was like, maybe this is why I don't eat meat <laughs> This was the beginning, <laughs> this was the beginning of, of it, it all. Uh, but but it was those kinds of, I just remember the 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 the, the fellowship, the camaraderie, the that, and you've been there, that super tired, but but like also really energized feeling and knowing that we're going to do this for five to seven days in a row was just really, and I think the, really that second, third, fourth day, those meals where you're kind of settled in and you're in the rhythm and you're in the routine and you know, you still got a few days to go. There's just that real satisfaction, that, that real feeling of the Holy Spirit's community um, being built up. And, and then, you know, we, we hang a sheet um, right out, right where we ate, and I'd lead. You know, I'd pull out my guitar and lead worship and music projected on the yeah, sheet. Me, yeah. We had the old, you know, the overhead projector thing, and and uh, and somebody would get up and do a do- devotional, and we do a God, you know, God sightings. You know, where do you see God today? Wow. Those sorts of things, and and uh, and then we would fellowship afterwards, and and um, yeah, those kinds of meals. I think. I can't remember. I mean, other than the fact there was goat pretty much every night, I I, I can't tell you what we ate. The food wasn't well. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's what I was started with. The yeah. food was great, yeah. but it could have been McDonald's, you know, Big Macs. And, I would have and, and probably back, preferred back. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that because on my on my I've probably been to the country of Honduras a dozen times and sent thirty teams there yeah. myself and and my experience in the cafe in the in the dining room was very guarded. Yeah. And because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I hadn't I've seen enough people who just get sick, gotten get sick, sick from something. Yeah. So I was very guarded. So I didn't have quite that same because my head was too too much into you know watch out for that. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Um, but I did. I I can't think of a time where um, we had some couples in my first church out of seminary, and uh, we all got together for uh, a handful of meals, and you know we had we were having meal, we we're enjoying each other, lots of lots of laughter. But you knew in that moment, though, and probably what you're describing in your moments as well, is that there was something happening at a different level that's unseen to the human eye. But you felt like I just felt like these people. I'm still to this day. I still I I feel like these people. I'll never not be close to them. Yeah. 
and 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 it was that drawing together and that bonding that happened. Oh, it was over a, a meal. I mean, yeah. one, I remember one of them. We uh, our next door neighbors weren't there, but they they were Greek, mm-hmm. and they uh, they taught uh, taught Seal how to make spanakopita. Oh wow, kind of spanakopita, depending mm-hmm. how you say it, which is a spinach pie basically. But it's a it's a filo dough and a spinach pie, a little cheese and cheese in it, and it's very very tasty. And she made an amazing dish that night. So we were all talking about the food, but again, the food was wonderful. But at this this unseen level, there was something happening in the room that was that was beyond that. And I I really feel like that food became that bonding place. Yeah. You know, the, I talked about it in terms of unity, yeah. building unity and building um, uh, friendships. Yeah. It was that. Yeah, yeah. And I you know what you're saying there too the 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 the, the almost I mean it is it's divine it's a spiritual bond that happens over a meal that that where the meal itself is not. Is, or the food that the items on the table are not the big idea, but mm-hmm. but they but they're necessary. So that's sort of that's the other side of it is that there is a necessity to the actual, yeah. you know, food itself, but it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, yeah. what the food is, uh, and 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 so it matters that there is food, but it doesn't matter what the food is, yeah. right? But at the same time, you get like like. And Paul makes this what I think is a I think Luke is is making a very um, conscious connection in the language he uses to describe what Paul is doing. I don't know that it's hard for me to say if Paul knew. Oh it, yeah, yeah, if Paul yeah. was that, like that is a standout moment there. Yeah. What he said when he when he when he ate bread. Yeah, Paul said. You know, Luke describes it when Paul uh, broke the bread, he gave thanks to God, and then he gave it to them, and then they were encouraged. I mean, that's a very just the the deliberate. repetition, the time that rep that is deliberate. Luke is making a deliberate connection yeah. between what Paul is doing and the Lord's Supper that. Luke himself heard about from 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 the disciples, and maybe himself yeah. was there in in the upper room. And we always think of just the twelve, but we don't, you know, we're not entirely sure it was just the twelve that were there. But but it does matter, yeah, you know that 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 that's it's interesting that neither one of us went the opposite direction with that, and said because we could have said that that there are plenty of times where you can eat food with other people, and and it have zero. You know, e- effective qualities of spiritual connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just sort of shovel food in your mouth and and move on, or even yeah. you just took your time with it. But you just there's nothing really there. Yeah. So we I, that's we didn't talk about that. I I you know part of my part of my discussion early in the message about our complicated relationship with food had to do with how how we have broken down, and I, I didn't really. I didn't really circle back to it at the end. Sometimes I'll do that sort of mm-hmm. thing to circle back to the problem and look at the solution. But, but like what you're saying is is very very true. And I think some of it has to do with how much we think about, uh, or how much we distrust the very the the meals that we eat. And I think that breaks down the relational equity of it because we're so consumed with how many calories is this how, what kind of preservatives are in this yeah. is it is it keto or, that, or, that was me in honduras or is it going to kill me or is or it, 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 yeah, it going to make me sick i mean and and i i think it's just a really odd kind of 21st century sort of thing that yeah. we do now and it's sad. And I don't really have an answer for it except to say, you know, get over it. Um, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I think somebody asked me, like, well, what do you do with the complicated relationship we have with Fuwal? 
you've got to, you know, take some time to unpack that and then understand that God is bigger than those equations and, and that there are still not to be, not to be stupid about what you eat, but to be conscious that when God opens a door for the spiritual moment to happen, uh, within, within, uh, the arena of a meal, you got to let it go. You know, you got to kind of just, you know, it, it, I jo- it's like I joked um, in the service last week when I'm when I'm announcing the we had a bake sale for the Lightshine uh, teen, uh, youth choir, and uh, I joke just off the cuff, and you've probably made this joke, you probably heard this go joke is 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 uh that there are no calories in in yeah, food church, that you yeah, in yeah. food that you buy at a church <laughs> sure, bake sale yeah. there's no calories right yeah, yeah. Uh, but there there's something like where you just kind of have to get over that um to say that there's something bigger that's happening here yeah just like there's something bigger that's happening in the lord's supper than just broken bread and grape juice and um this is why I'm not just a, you know, I'm not as Winglian when it comes to the Lord's Supper, you know? There's uh, the real presence. There, I, I believe in the real yeah. spiritual presence of God in the Lord's Supper. I don't believe it's pure symbol. I don't, uh, you know, I think, you know, I have friends that really vigorously debate me on that. When he says, just this do in remembrance, that's all you need to do to is me, remember. To me, that's, you know, it's to missing me, something substantive. Yeah, and... Yeah, you know, I have, I have friends who say, "Well, you know, it is pure symbol, and it and it is important, but it's still pure symbol." I was like, "Well, then you can have Pepsi and and Doritos and call it the call it communion." And um, they're like, "Well, yeah, of course you can." And I, for me, there's something wrong with that, but I, because I think there's a real presence in that that moment, and and that's we, the difference between the emphasis on uh, do this in remembrance and the this is my body. Yes, yeah. So that's that's an emphasis. What you're describing is an emphasis on this is my body. This yeah. is my blood. Yeah. But wherever you land on that, the 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 spiritual nature of the Lord's Supper does remind us how much God cares about our physic. How much the spiritual and the physical are brought together mm. in Jesus Christ in the incarnation. You know, and uh, yeah. that's another path we could have gone down this sermon is to, sure. is to talk about the, um, the 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 connection between the physical bread, physical cup, and the spiritual act. What's happening in, in the sacrament? You had a, I mean, the 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 tee off to that could have been in your sermon, which I loved in your sermon that you got a Presbyterian eating on the moon. Yeah, you know that was that was really nice to. Have. <laughs> yeah. you know, don't forget the Presbyterian man. We're the we, we were we, the we, first. We were the second people on the moon, and I don't know what Neil Armstrong's background was, but I'm sure it's probably we can you know, Google that. Yeah. Marginal Catholic is probably where he was at. He was a Midwestern boy, so he probably I don't know, he, he dated a woman in my last church at one time. So oh, she, did he? she was Presbyterian. So oh, well, there she, you go. He might have been Presbyterian. Yeah. yeah, but I, you know, I. We, you and I get a unique uh, seat when it comes to the sacrament. And I wonder if we talk about for just a second where we see the the spiritual and the physical come together in the sacrament. When you're serving the Lord's Supper, when you're, um, you know, invoking the Holy Spirit's presence on the Lord's Supper at the beginning, you know, what is that like for you? You know, what is that, what is that? What does that mean to you, and what do you, how do you, how do you process that? You know, we're we're at a monthly time frame, and we do home communions and things like that. What is that? What is that like for you to stand in that that gap? 
After, well, we do it weekly, so uh, so we so, do it weekly, so, and so, yeah, that's the, right, it's the, true. Yeah, the morning the A15 yeah. service do it weekly, so uh, the the challenge for the weekly service uh, because we do this so frequently, and I I I tilt heavy in classic anyway, mm-hmm. so I do this a lot more. A lot more, yeah. Um, is to try and cr- create the the focus on what is happening, yeah, and just to try and kind of stop the. Uh, they stop it from being customary, and therefore you miss the significance of it. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's the challenge. So it takes things like I heard you doing this on Sunday um, when you did went to the table. You we you shape words around mm-hmm. the invitation, and yeah. you shape words to say don't forget. It's in a sense, it's saying don't forget what this is. So the first thing is that there's a there's a, there's a temptation, especially when you do communion more frequently. Yeah, there's a temptation to make it uh, rote. Yeah, and so. Part of what we we get to do, part of what I think about to answer your question is how do I how do I frame this? Yeah. How do I present this so it doesn't feel like empty ritual? Yeah. yeah. And uh, but at the same time, touching the the historical timeline of it, right? So there's certain words that we say every single time, yeah. which we weave into, and I've heard you do this, weave it in different ways, but, it, you know, this is my body broken for you, do this in remember. I mean, the, 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 uh, the institution, we say very similar And not word. everybody does the, does the words of institution, um, whichever words they happen to be from whichever gospel you happen yeah. to emphasize, not everybody... Does even that? Yeah, he, I, I would argue that the I've heard quite a few that I would consider to be in that Zwinglian yeah. uh, remembrance only camp. Yeah. just to say minimal words, and this is something we're remembering right now. Jesus had this meal with his friends. Let's have the same thing. Yeah, yeah boom, yeah. I'll, and they're done. Yeah, we we give it more space. We yeah. say that there's something sacramental, lowercase s, about mm-hmm. this sacrament, uppercase yeah. s. <laughs> That's yeah. a good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, and I, when I'm in, so w- when we're in. The ten thirty, it's different than we're at eight fifteen because eight fifteen we actually do a lot more direct serving. Yeah, like at at ten thirty, it's more set the table and invite people to the table, and then the elders do the the heavy yeah. lifting of the actual serving. Eight fifteen is different. We actually are I mean, part you of and the, I. You, you and you and me. You yeah, and me. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I. Yeah, that's. We don't actually physically go and serve a whole lot of people at ten thirty. Yeah. Like actually take the elements or something to them for the the increase of the frequency of the Lord's Supper at ten thirty in classic. We've taken on more of that. Yeah. So so we did like I was. It was um, Ann Marshall and me serving bread at ten thirty this week. Now the next time I think I think in March is when we when all okay. of the elders come forward. That's when we had the fourteen elders yeah, come yeah, forward yeah. and serve everybody in their yeah. seats. So that is that that is different. Uh, but we've since we've added more communion services on, we have done more of that in the ten thirty yeah. service. And but it is different. You're right. Even when we do that fourteen elders, mm-hmm. it's different when we are there this our is role then is really presiding. Yeah. yeah. We're not actually serving. Yeah. Yeah. That when when I look at someone's face that's taking it seriously. There's something to that. I mean, that that shocks any complacency yeah. out of me, yeah. which you and I are human beings. We have to really pray ourselves up. There are moments where we slip and we get more complacent or not complacent. When I see the face of someone who is really they they're there, yeah. you know, and I and especially as we've talked about this many times from a preaching standpoint, but it it, it is very significant from a sacrament standpoint. When we know what they're going through and what that that, oh, yeah. that means to them that moment, um, it might be the first uh, sacrament or first Lord's Supper that they've had after a spouse has died. 
or a parent has died or they've lost their job or they're they're feeling the brokenness of this of this world and so to talk about partaking of the broken body of Christ mm-hmm. that carries a, just a little extra weight that day or maybe yeah. a lot a lot more weight that day uh, those are moments that that really strike me. Or like this past Sunday, we we did home communion, and, and yeah. uh, Tyson and I went and visited folks. Some folks I had, had not seen in in a, a while. You know, they, they they're homebound. Uh, they're on the we were on the north side of town, so we we're we we're at the furthest point away from FPC Lakeland that we serve home communion. Mm-hmm. So these are people that feel I I probably. Um, we probably feel have a sense that they're they're more detached because there's some geographic detachment. But um, Sunday Sunday cl- tightens that gap. Yeah, yes. When you go see them, yeah. that they feel yeah yeah remembered. And we can sit in their their homes and 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 just that little that little tiny bit of wafer has such spiritual nourishment, yeah. and that little kind of prepackaged vial of grape juice has incredible incredible spiritual poignancy and and that those are things where you're like yeah there is something profound spiritually mm-hmm. happening in this very physical thing because our god cares about the physical he cares so much that he, be, he became one of us he was incarnate in the flesh physical flesh and blood he needed to eat jesus needed to eat just like we need to eat and that, that to me there's just all this i think you yeah. set up that i think you set up the lord's supper well when you began your sermon by saying i realize that some of you come in here You've had a brilliant week. It's been mm-hmm. great. Others, you come in here and you're you're just coming in on. I don't remember how you said it. Yeah. Coming in on fumes, basically, yeah. and uh, you really have you're aware of your need. Yeah. And to to fast forward twenty five minutes to the table now, yeah. and now they get fed. Yeah. In the middle of the need, and just and after telling the story of the of the distress of the of the, the, the shipmates right who got fed, yeah. I think that was a that was a that was a that was a nice. Uh, Beginning, middle, and end uh, tie-in yeah, to this, all that. This, this whole, I always say this whole, I hope people feel like this. I think this 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 particular message, but also this entire series has had some real, real kind of profound elements and a very practical, I mean, we've talked about some very big picture type things in this as you, as you mm-hmm. closed out your message, really going back mm-hmm. to kind of, and I just kind of threw, threw a few lines in about mm-hmm. this, but, you know, the big picture welcome of God through Jesus Christ and outsiders, I mean, talked about some big things and then, but brought them very, very, uh, uh, in a very specific, very concrete, very specific, very concrete way, and what a great balance between the transcendence of God and the imminence of God being brought together. It's just this one of those series where you look back on it and go, "Man, I didn't. I, I was, you know, thought this was going to be a good series, but there are things about this that I think people have said to me, like, "Wow, I just didn't realize that the topic of hospitality was going to have this much weight to it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, which is, I hope that I, I hope that this is. Um, this this has some longevity. Yeah, I hope this. It's like you said like it at the end. I really appreciated that you said that this is not a one off thing for you. That this actually changes how you view other people. Yeah. And, you know. I hope so. I hope that I hope that's the the effect that this series has on our on our church. Because I, I you know I I I would love for a, you know there, you never met the second most friendly church in in, in right. town. Everybody thinks it's the most friendly church in town, and that's because they do. The, the usual things that everybody does. Yeah. And this series is calling us to do the continue to, to do those usual things. You want to be warm and hospitable mm-hmm. when somebody comes in, but there's so many other levels to go to. Yeah. And that's what this series has, has yeah. it called us to. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if anyone's missed any one of the messages in this series, I encourage you to head to our website, fpclakeland.org, and go to the worship page, the Sermon Archive tab, where you can watch complete uh, services, both classic and our Vine Modern Worship service. And uh, if you are so inclined as you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you could hit the subscribe button. You could leave us a review. You could uh, leave us a comment, a like. You can share it. There's always a share button someplace and let people know about what uh, about what we've been um, discussing over the last several weeks and maybe maybe use this as an invitation point for them to uh, to, to be able to hear the gospel message um, through through this podcast, through our through the sermons that God gives us the opportunity to preach. Uh, this week we're doing a little bit of a one-off. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a different type of one off. It's a different type of one off because it's a one off that tees up the Lenten series. Lent, which we're going to talk a little bit more about Lent next week mm-hmm. uh, when we when we when we uh, record the podcast and as we go through the the Lenten series. I'm not going to talk about the Lenten series too much right now. I don't want to tease it up too much, but it is coming uh, this week. We're talking about the Transfiguration of Jesus, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to say more about that. Yeah, if they that's, want a, it. that's an interesting word. If you don't know that that's right. word, that, that's going to you're going to have to come on Sunday. It's a good teaser. It's a good come, teaser. On, come on Sunday. Don't Google it. Don't cheat. You just come on Sunday and we'll. But let's 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 also get a plug in for Ash Wednesday. Yes, Ash Wednesday's coming. Uh, a week from tomorrow, so February 14th at noon. And for those that look at their calendar, February 14th, we know, is also Valentine's Day. So just the noon service in our chapel, always a profound time as we think through the the sacrifice of Jesus and uh, the weight of our sinfulness that mm. required that sacrifice. So um, noon on... And that is the official kickoff to that's Lent. The, the official kickoff to the 40 days oh, you like that Lent. word i use kickoff kickoff that's, that's also you also you also slipped in the super bowl into your talk yes. this week so well there's a lot of food in the super bowl yeah i mean so i mean people really sell come come on let's be honest most people that go yeah. to super bowl parties could care less about the yeah, commercials one person one person raised their hand i couldn't see who it was because but apparently one person raised their hand about having a super bowl party so. yes one person was willing was to admit that they have a Super Bowl party because everyone else didn't want to say, uh, why weren't we invited to your party? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that that's going to happen this Sunday, uh, apparently. Um, there's there's a couple of couple of teams from, from Kansas City and San Francisco. San Francisco and yeah. uh, some girl named Taylor is probably going to be there. It's yeah, that's pretty it. much pretty much a big deal. The, those, those Swifties uh, are, are saying that Taylor Swift's going to the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift's going to the Super Bowl. Which, which actually, which actually look, look, she's going to... Do some work to get there. Yeah, from Japan. She's gonna be in Tokyo. Tokyo the night before, and she's gonna go all fly night. across all the time zone. Gets her there on Saturday night in time for the Sunday Super Bowl. And she was just in L.A. winning her fourth album of the year, breaking <laughs> the record. Just so, just for my daughter's sake, she broke the record for the most albums of the year by any artist. She beat Paul Simon and a couple of other people that are Billy Joel and a couple of others. So that that was a big deal. So big month for Taylor Swift. Not that you care, but um, no. I- you know what I told my daughter the other night? So I don't know that I could recognize her voice. Like oh, you, seem, you, can, you, you can tell that's a Taylor Swift song. I don't think I, I don't have a Taylor Swift ear. Yeah. I'll give you a couple of albums, Daniel. Uh, no, anyway. Thank, no, thank you. Anyway, thanks, John, for hanging out. <laughs> thanks, John, for hanging out. It's good to be here. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. That's-